Welcome to another inspiring message from Pastor John Cameron, lead pastor of Arise Church in New Zealand. We know this message will empower and inspire you. The book of Jeremiah chapter 1, we're going to start reading in verse 4. If you've got a Bible, give me a yes. If you found it, say right on. If you forgot your Bible, give me an oops. That's all right, just turn to a nearby Christian. Should be able to find one in a building like this one. It's an old joke, but it's always faithful. The word of the Lord came to me, that's Jeremiah, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Our sovereign Lord, I said, I don't know how to speak. I'm only a child. But the Lord said to me, do not say, I am only a child. You must go to everyone I send you and say whatever I command you. Don't be afraid of them, for I am with you and will rescue you, declares the Lord. Then the Lord reached out His hand and touched my mouth, and He said, Now I have put my words in your mouth. See, today I appoint you over nations and kingdoms to uproot and tear down, to destroy and overthrow, to build and to plant. In verse 5 it says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Four simple phrases in this one verse. I formed you, I knew you, I set you apart, and I appointed you. Four powerful phrases that God wants every person to know about how He sees you and me in our lives. He formed you. You're not an accident. You were put together by the hand of God, made the way you are for a unique reason. I knew you. God knows you. He is concerned with your life, involved in your affairs. I set you apart. You are different. Yes, you are not like everybody else. And that's not an accident. That is the intentionality of God that you would be different from somebody else so that you could do something that nobody else could do. And God appointed you. He appointed you. He wanted you to be. He set the time of your life, and you are alive right now for the purpose of God. If you believe that, give me a loud yes. In Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11, same book, same prophet. He said, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a future and a hope. God's got a plan for your life. He's got a reason why you're here. There is something unique about you that God intends to show off for His glory. In other words, God has a purpose for each and every one of us. It has been said and it is true that the two greatest moments in any person's life are the moment that they were born and the moment that they figured out why. And friends, I want you to know that God has a purpose for your life. He has a purpose for your life. If you believe that, join the others and give Him some praise. Man, 
It is so important for us that we realize that God has a purpose for our lives because the most common reason that God manifests Himself to someone in Scripture is to get that person to begin to live the purpose that He has for their lives. When you read the Bible and you read character after character in the Scripture, you find the consistent theme that God turns up in somebody's life when they were least expecting Him so that they can begin to be the person that He has purposed for them to be. So over the last three weeks, we've been looking at purpose. On week one, we anchored our teaching around this one thought that perhaps the greatest change that can happen in our lives is for our purpose to become the dominant truth that governs our belief and behavior today. Not our belief and behavior in the future, but our belief and our behavior today. Last week we talked about C, that there is nothing more determining of what you will do with your life than what you see for your life. And this week, week three of the series, we're talking about do, how you can do your purpose. Now, your purpose is now. See, God wants you to see your purpose. And this week, do, God wants you to do your purpose. In order for us to answer that question, I think we've got to frame it correctly because if we're not careful, people start running out of this auditorium saying, I'm going to do my purpose. I'm going to do my purpose. And quickly, we start missing what doing our purpose is really all about. When we say that you're going to do your purpose, we are essentially saying that it is time tonight for every person in this room to stop thinking that maybe I have a purpose, hoping that one day you will walk in your purpose. It is time for us to stop just dreaming about our purpose. And literally what we are saying this evening, it is that it is time for every person in our church family to be the purpose that God has for them. We be our purpose. And when we be our purpose, we do our purpose. In this verse we learn, God formed you. God knows you. God set you apart. And God appointed you. And if that is true, then you can do your purpose when you simply believe what this verse says and we start being that person of purpose that God formed, that God knows, that God set apart and God appointed. To do your purpose, to be your purpose, means that you live your life every day more aware of God's purpose than you're aware of God's precious. To to be your purpose means that you and I live our lives more aware of God's God's purpose in our lives than we are aware of any pressure that might be trying to come our way in our lives. Any person ever tried to save? Any person ever tried to live for a goal? Any person ever tried to go somewhere that you're not right now? You have become quickly aware that it's easier to become more aware financially of the pressures that present themselves to your finances than the goal that you have for your future. It's more easy to give into circumstance, to give into events, to let pressures or lies or rejection or moments determine who you are gonna be in every waking moment of your life than it is the desire of God and the intentionality God wants from you and me is to just say, you know what? It is more important 
that I respond to this moment, this event, this pressure, this setback with the knowledge of who God has purposed me to be than the way this event, pressure, or circumstance would push me or orient me to be. God wants you saying, hang on a minute. I am, you might be pushing me into a corner and saying you are a reject, but I know that I am accepted, formed, and anointed, appointed, so I refuse to conform to whatever pressure is coming my way. I am gonna live the purpose that God has put in my heart for me to live in my life. To live your purpose is to push back on every circumstantial pressure or financial pressure or all, all peer pressure and to simply say, I know who I am. I know that God is a purpose for my life and no one and no thing is going to decide who I am going to be in this life that God has blessed me with. Come on, are you with me tonight? It's saying, I know who I am. I know that God has a purpose for my life. You do your purpose when you plan from your purpose, when you react from your purpose. Is this the way purpose, John, would react to this event? It is saying, I'm gonna speak from my purpose. I'm gonna dream from my purpose. I'm gonna decide from my purpose. It's literally saying, hang on a minute. In every moment that I live, I am asking myself, what is God's intention for my life? And then out of knowing that, because we've been talking about that for two weeks, I am now going to make every decision, every action, every response is going to be driven, not from non-purpose, John, but from purpose, John. I am clothing myself in the purpose of God and living every day of my life as the purpose me that God wanted me to be. If you believe that, shout yeah. When we started to rise, you know, we had 30-something people. I was 29 years old. I had no children. I would have made a much better youth pastor in terms of my stage of life than the pastor of a church of people. Yet every Sunday I'd get up, this is in 2002, 2003, and church and fashion and everything has changed a long way since then. But I would put on my suit, I would rock up to church in my tie, and I would preach with absolute passion and conviction like I knew what I was talking about to a bunch of people who are normally all over my age. But I'm telling you what, I wasn't living just what my age told me, wasn't living what the congregational numbers were telling me, wasn't living what my life experience was telling me. I put on those glad rags, stood in that pulpit, faked it till I made it and told it, told myself that I am a man of God that is His purpose on my life. And I'm here to tell you that if you'll be your purpose, you'll end up living your purpose. Come on, if you believe it, give God some praise. You're living your purpose. You're living your purpose. You are living your purpose. When who God has purposed you to be ranks higher in your life than any voice or pressure when deciding your person in life and in today. So God wants every single one of us living our purpose every day. I have formed you. I know you. I set you apart and I appointed you. 
And every single person hearing this message today is including included in those four statements. God formed you, God knew you, God set you apart, and God appointed you. And it is time to stop allowing any other person or event or circumstance dissuade us from living each moment in the personhood of the one that God has called you to be. You are brilliant, you are anointed, you are appointed, and this is your moment right now. When I think of people in the Bible who lived their purpose, who were their purpose, who chose to be their purpose, in every moment of their lives, I can't go past the character of Joseph. The Bible tells us about this man by the name of Joseph, that he is, he is the youngest in many ways of his other brothers, born right at the bottom of 12 boys. If you ever lived in a family with two or three boys like I did, that's enough. When you're, the, when you're getting towards the bottom of the pile of 12, well, the truth is we all got a pretty good mental picture of what his childhood looked like. Yet the Bible tells us that even though he should have really just sat, sat down and shut up and lived in a corner and, you know, get pushed around by all the older, bigger, stronger boys and, you know, be dominated and live in some form of servitude that, that, that Joseph displayed this thing about him that he just continually believed that God had a purpose for his life. It's amazing because even though he is so ridiculously young, the Bible tells us in Genesis 37 verse 3 that Joseph's father made for him a richly ornamented robe. He made for Joseph a richly ornamented robe. Even though, even though Joseph was young, which is exactly what we have in common with Jeremiah. Jeremiah said, I, I'm, I'm only a child. I, I'm only an elevate. I'm still at university. I, I'm not really qualified yet. I don't have all the degrees and the resources. And God said to Jeremiah, shut the heck up. You can no longer say I'm only a child. You must go to everyone I send you. Stop. See, I want you to understand that your purpose is not your age. Your purpose is the call of God. And it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are. We aren't your age, you are your purpose. God doesn't want you to act your age, He wants you to act your purpose. Come on. Come on, you can be anointed and brilliant when you're only 14. And by the way, if you feel like the best years of your life have already gone by, then listen to me, at the, at the top end as well, don't act your age, act your purpose. Come on, Moses was 80 when he led the children of Israel out of Egypt. Joseph, sorry, Joshua was in that later stage as well when he took the Israelites across into the promised land. I want you to know that your age is defined by your mindset and not by the calendar years of your life. Whether too young or too old, God's got a purpose for your life. Act your purpose and don't act your age. Amen. Amen. The Bible tells us that God spoke uh, through, sorry, that, 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 that uh, Israel said to his son, he said, I'm going to give you this richly ornamented aid robe, and he put it on him. Now, now when, you read, when you read robe in the Bible, understand that it's not just about your apparel. 
We're giving away these t-shirts tonight, but a robe meant far more than just another item for the wardrobe. In the Bible times, a robe signified your position or your station. So when you wore your robe, it gave you a certain identity. You've seen that. You've seen people and thought to yourself that they are, they are cool or they are wealthy or they are whatever because of their apparel. But in this generation, this season of history, your, your robes, they were kind of like your uniform. So we understand that blind Bartimaeus was able to beg on the side of the road only because he had a beggar's cloak issued by the civic government that said, because of what you're wearing, you are allowed to do this function. That the centurion that Jesus met was a commander of a 100 uh, Roman soldiers, and he got with that the centurion's robe. That when you have the right clothing on, then you can do certain things. And here we have this amazing man by the name of Joseph, and it's incredible to note that God comes, sorry, not Joseph, yeah, Joseph, and that, that his father comes along and he puts a robe over him and he says, you are my special son. He's saying, you are my favored son. When he gave him the robe, it was a sign of approval and it was a sign of favor, a sign of approval and a sign of favor. And it is crucial for us to know that you are approved of by God and that His favor is over your life. God approves of you. God approves of you. The Bible tells us that when Jesus was baptized, and we celebrate with all those who've been baptized tonight, that when He came out of the waters of baptism, that the Father spoke to Him from heaven, and He said, you are my Son, whom I love, and with you I am well pleased. God's approval was over Jesus. We understand, we understand that when, when the angel turned up in the life of Mary and told her that she was going to give birth to Jesus, that she, he said to her that the Lord is with you. You are highly favored. And I want you to know that the Lord is with each and every one of us. Romans 8 tells us that God is for us and not against us. This is a sign of approval and a sign of favor that is over each and every one of us. God is not dishing out robes, but He has dished out His Word, and He wants you and I to understand that we must clothe ourselves with who God says that we are. We must clothe ourselves in purpose, be our purpose, believe in our purpose, know that that purpose is over our lives. Oh, you can say what you want, but I'm clothed in purpose. You can push me around, but I'm clothed in purpose. You can try to tell me I'm too young, but God is my purpose. He has a purpose for me. I'm not my age. I am my purpose. Come on, if you believe it, can we give a little praise to God right now? Come on. See, check out Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3 verse 12 says, Therefore, as God's... Can you see it? You got eyes? Look at that screen. As God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved. You couldn't get a more significant verse in the New Testament. You are God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved. That's amazing, isn't it? You're not a reject. You're dearly loved. Man, you're holy. You couldn't get any more pure. Jesus has washed you clean. 
Stop letting the devil trying to tell you that you're not good enough for God and not good enough for His presence and you're not ready yet to be used by God. If you're waiting to be ready, you'll never be ready. But because of Jesus, you are already ready and you are already clean. If you've got the Word of God living in you, then you are holy and you are dearly loved. If you believe that, say yeah. yeah. What is the next? Put it back up, please, team. The very next phrase says, clothe yourselves with compassion, with kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. God's saying to you and me, if you are God's people, then this and this is God's purpose for your life, then you should be who God wants you to be. Clothe yourselves. Romans 13 verse 14. Rather, clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ. It's amazing to see about Joseph that the attack on Joseph always came to his clothing. Joseph wore his purpose. He wore his purpose. He's a dreamer. I got dreams. I got plans. I'm going to change the world. People don't always like you when you're a person of purpose. I didn't say applying this series is going to make everybody go, yeah, you emerge as a leader in our school. You, you, decide to, you, know, you decide to determine the peer pressure group of our clique. People aren't always going to be wrapped about that. They weren't wrapped when Joseph said, God's got a purpose for my life either. In fact, they threw him in a pit and they stripped him of his robe. They said, we are going to take your purpose by taking your clothing. But I love Joseph because he didn't just have a cloak. He had a deep conviction in his heart that he was purposed by God. So then we find Joseph down in Pharaoh. We're going to move quickly through the story. You can read it later. But if we find Joseph down in Egypt, sorry. And when he got to Egypt, he sold as a, as a slave to a man by the name of Potiphar. And quickly, because he's got God's purpose over his life, he rises and he becomes the head over, Pharaoh's, over Potiphar's house. So now he's got the cloak of the leader of the house. He's wearing, he's wearing the position. And along come Potiphar's wife, and she says, well, you know what? You're a good-looking young man, and my husband is busy with his job. Would you entertain me a little bit? And so she tries to get him to come into the bedroom. What's amazing about Joseph, and my friends, it's something that everybody has got to remember is that your, your purpose is not just a position, it's a person. It's not just getting to a point where people recognize you have a gift. It's not just getting to a point where people begin to say you're talented. It's realizing that your purpose is not your position, it's your person. It's always, always, always about you. The person that you are allowing yourself to be is at the center of the purpose of God. She took off his robe, and the Bible says that then Joseph spent many years of his life languishing in a prison, and, and there was no ornamented robes there. There was no cloaks there. There was nothing there. Yet even in that environment, Joseph couldn't help himself. He said, he said, I'm just going to serve people. By the way, your purpose is always to serve people. You never graduate from serving people. And so quickly he finds himself in charge of that whole prison. It was amazing. Wherever you put this kid, 
He just clings to his purpose. So then the Bible tells us that one day Potiphar, uh, sorry, Pharaoh has a dream and he needs somebody that can help him with this problem. He is trying to interpret the dream. And so Joseph is taken out of this prison cell where he's been being for many, many years. He's just been being for ages. So he's brought out of the prison cell. He's put in front of Pharaoh. He, He interprets the dream. Why? Because when you see every season of your life as an opportunity to be who God's called you to be, when the opportunity for your purpose to be revealed to the world, you'll actually be ready for what God wants to take you into. But any moment of your life, any moment of your life, you allow what your friends want you to be, what your finances want you to be, when you start letting pressure jump into your mind and determining who you are, well then my friend, when you get brought out of the corner and put in the center, you might find yourself lacking what you need for your opportunity when your opportunity suddenly reveals itself. But if you decide today, I'm going to say no to the wants to just, you know, back off and, you know, just see myself as being over the hill, too young for destiny. Let's just use my youth just to, you know, get with all the parties and push the moral envelope. If you would decide today, I'm not pushing any envelope. I am being from the age of whatever the person that God has called me to be. I'm making my purpose the governing influence of every moment, every day, every opportunity, every season. I'm going to be the one that God wants me to be today, right here, right now, from every moment, then I want you to know that there will come a season of your life where suddenly you're brought out and you're put at the center of the story and it's amazing to see what happens next because Pharaoh hears the wisdom of Joseph and he says to Joseph, I'm gonna put you second in charge of all of Egypt. He bought his ring, took it off his finger, And he put it on Joseph. And then he said, chuck it up. Then he said, he dressed him in robes. He dressed him in robes. And what his entire life, others had tried to steal from him. In an amazing moment, it gets put on him. And as we bring this series to a close, I want you to know one thing. You put on your purpose. You are God's chosen people. Clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ. I am a Christian first and a university student second. I am a professional athlete, sorry, second and a Christian first. I am a Christian first and I am a business entrepreneur second. I am, I am a Christian first, and I am a nurse second. I am who God says I am first, and then circumstance and pressures. Oh, I'm not immune from them. They might jump into my life, but greater is He that is in me 
then he that is in every voice, every circumstance, every, every cowering influence, I will not bow and I will not give in because Jesus is greater and he is in my life. If you believe God's got a purpose for you, could you lift your voice? Could you lift your voice and give God some praise? See, I'm going to welcome some people to come out here on stage this evening. I, I want you to land this. Is this Purpose Series? Stay standing. Everybody can stay standing. It's fine. But I, 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 we, we chose, come on across here. You get right in the middle so the backdrop's behind you. It's better for the lights. But we chose these four people because I think that somebody out there is thinking to themselves that your purpose is a long way away. Well, I'm here to tell you that your purpose is not a million miles away. You're not... You're not supposed to, as a Christian, just dream a dream and then sit in the shadows and do nothing with the next season of your life. You're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to be awakened to a sense of calling and then just kind of like put that on the shelf and live out the rest of your days as a normal person. We have on the stage tonight four amazing people that I believe are being the purpose that God has for them not out there in the future, but right here and in the now. They're amazing. So over here, we've got the amazing Haley Killerly. I love Haley. She's my Irish sister from another mister. Well, I'm Scottish, but you know, I just kind of went with that because it sounded good. But you know, Haley, Haley finds Jesus. And she's like, man, God's got a call for my life. And then she just starts living that life of love. If you've ever met Haley, you would just know that a heart bleeds for the one. Whether that one is a newborn baby or whether that one is just a kid in the youth group, Haley's your go-to woman. She is the one that's gonna do whatever she can to bring love and grace to everybody that she meets. Her heart and her life just exudes mercy and compassion. Does Haley need to fast and pray for purpose? The answer is no. Any person out there who's thinking that it's vague about what God wants you to do with your life, I'll tell you what God wants you to do with your life with 100% accuracy right now. Are you ready? This is what God wants you to do. Wake up every morning and pray two things. Would you help me to love you, Jesus, with all my heart and love people with all my soul. If you'll pray that prayer every day, I'm telling you, you're living God's purpose. I want you to know that Haley Killerly is an example of someone who is gifted, talented. You can put it on. She is indeed a woman of purpose who's gonna change the world for Jesus. I love, I love Taylor. Do you love Taylor Welsh? Taylor's a, a young girl, I can still call you that. You're 18, right? Gets a dream in her heart to be a singer. Then comes along to church, and God kind of does a number on that dream. He says, don't just use your gift and talent for, people, for you. Use your gift and talent to glorify me. This young girl comes into church through our Carpety campus, ends up starting to sing up in Carpety. All my Carpety people give me a loud yell. That's great. You young people just got totally outpraised by people who are young in spirit. 
You need to lift your game. That was embarrassing. I, I was there when at the age of maybe 16 or 17 years old, she first led worship. I remember where I was standing. And when you started to sing in the TSB arena, standing right up the back, because she decided that her gift is not just for her, but she was gonna use what God had entrusted her with to give God glory. And I believe you're amazing. And I believe your purpose is right now. Oh man, when I think about purpose, I think about Sam. How old are you, Sam? 17 years old. 17 years old. He's in the reserve squad for the Wellington Phoenix. If you understand how challenging that is, you should give him a clap because that's really amazing. That is something amazing. I told him he's, he's living the dream I had in my head for my life, but he gets on fire for God. And he says, you know what? I'm not just gonna be a footballer at high school, but I wanna be a youth pastor and I wanna give God glory. And if you'd know something about Sam, you would know he's not just one of those athletes who's gonna close himself off to people and just be all about him and his success and his opportunities, but he is wanting to give God glory through the sport that God has given, gifted him with, and he's wanting to bless people as much as he can find. I'm telling you, Sam, you are living God's purpose. You are chosen. One of my favorite people in our church is Josh Bosher. I love Josh. Josh is a good man. How old are you? He's 26 years old. He's a father. He's got an awesome son. If you know something about Josh, he's raising his boy in God's house. He's fully committed, fully committed to being the best dad that he can. He's got an awesome job, currently pursuing carpentry in a whole new direction. He's growing. If, he, if I talk to Josh in the foyer for three seconds, he's gonna ask me a question and not about the weather, about how he can, I gotta think when I talk to Josh. He's hungry for God, he's hungry to grow. I believe that jo Josh touches people. He, he's got a fan club of young men in our church who've been impacted by his witness, by his encouragement, by his time. He is a generous man on every occasion. Josh, you are, you are chosen. You are living God's purpose right here and right now. And I believe that all over this room, there are a truckload of people and God wants you to know that you are indeed called and anointed by God. His purpose is not out there. It's not in the future that you are indeed a person that is chosen and anointed. He knew you, He appointed you, He destined you. You are the ones that are gonna change the world for Jesus Christ. Thanks for listening to this message from Pastor John Cameron. If you would like to find out more about Arise Church, check out arisechurch.com or find us on YouTube.